For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. All right. What is going on, 49ers faithful? I'm so excited to be with you guys on this post-game show. They are wrapping up the game now as we speak. And, man, was it the most exciting game of all time? Probably not. Uh, You know, each team had 27 starters out. Actually, the 49ers had 28 players not even dressed um, for the entirety of the game. Ambry Thomas uh, was added because he had a little bit of a knee issue lingering from practices earlier this week. And so you're talking about almost half of your roster not being out there. But, and that, that this is the big news, there is so much more to it because we got to jump in and we got to see the second and third stringers. We got to see a lot of development players. We got to see a whole bunch of rookies in action, the backup quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Nate Sudfeld, all kinds of stuff. Um, and yeah, look at Coach Cruz, man. Uh, this game was what the 49ers roster countdown was built for. I agree wholeheartedly man well said well said and shout out to all the hashtag ccers the countdown crew um we do have a lot more giveaways coming later this week uh got my hands on a pair of tickets for the very first home opener against the seahawks that we're going to be giving away free of charge it's what we do uh so stay tuned for that one but man there, there's a lot of things that i really really like and whenever i was doing all of my notes for this game as it's going on I, the whole time i was like man okay let, let's do good defense bad defense, good offense, bad offense, right? And special teams. And man, the bullet points just kept building because again, like who are you when the lights come on? This is make or break career time for a lot of the 49ers. And you got to show up. You got to show up. Now, if we just look at the starters or projected starters, I should say, that played, uh, you really only had four, really four projected starters on offense and defense. Javon Kinlaw, Samuel Womack, Aaron Banks, and Spencer Burford, two of which are rookies. One of them, Aaron Banks, you know, uh, didn't play at all last year, so this is his first year coming back. And then Javon Kinlaw. And so I, I want to talk about Kinlaw because 
what he was able to bring across was nothing short of amazing. Speaking of which, Jordan Mason, uh, you know, we're, we're going to spend some time on him. He's still racking them up, man. Yeah, he's on fire. Jordan Mason, for real. Hey, I've been telling you guys. I've been telling Wade. I've been telling everybody I'm on. Jordan Mason is for real. And I, I'm glad that the faithful got to see it tonight. And especially whenever the running backs suspect game at best, uh, Hasty and Jordan Mason look great. Uh, TDP had, you know, one, two positive plays, but a lot of negatives. Uh, and Trey Sermon just looked awful. But anyway, we'll, we'll get back to that. Let's go back to Kinlaw. Kinlaw came out. And again, you're talking four starters that are getting playing time out here. He's got to build confidence. Otherwise, it's all a waste. And we got victory formation by the Niners. They went 17-7. to That's what I'm talking about. And again, you can talk about the power that Kinlaw displayed and how he just manhandled people all entire game. That's awesome. But you got to see a little bit of the pass rush nuance that you have never seen from Kinlaw. Kinlaw has always won with just brute force and strength. Just bull in a china shop, just plow forward with his strength. But that's not how he got a sack. He legitimately had a pass rush move set up in a plan and executed it to perfection. And it was just absolutely great. He got a lot of snaps. He got 17 snaps last week whenever you look at week one of the preseason against the Packers. He got a lot more than that. And whenever he was out there, also Hassan Ridgeway was out there with him as well, which it was nice to see him get some play because he's another run-stuffing defensive tackle. And when those guys were out there, nobody was running up the middle. When they came out, two to three runs gashed right up the middle consecutively when Kinlaw and Ridgeway were out. So the, the formula for the way in which this team, this defense is built, it's built up the middle. You got your two stud defensive tackles. You got your incredible linebacking core. And then you got your pass rushers coming off the edge. It's just that is the modus operandi of how D'Amico Ryan's, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan built this defense. And it works when you have the personnel. And we have the personnel. Kinlaw looked incredible. Um, just power showed all the time. And so if, if you take nothing else away from this preseason game, Javon Kinlaw checkmark. And I, I think they let him play a little bit too much. Uh, he was out there in the second quarter and I was like, Oh, get him out of there. Uh, like we've seen it. We've seen enough, but you've got to get to the point. You know, I played through injuries and you've been around, I've been around players who have played through injuries. It's up here, man. It's psychological because until you conquer that, it messes with your feet, messes with your reads, messes with almost everything you've got. So Javon Kinlaw, that's probably the number one thing I'm taking away from this game. Checkmark. Huge. Um, Leo says, man, we're pretty deep. You're not lying. Um, 49ers controlled the ball. The offense was really, really bad to start. And we'll, we'll jump into that. I don't want to do that just yet. But yes, depth is key. Now, sticking with the starters that I think are important, let's stick on the defensive side and Samuel Womack. First off, he didn't get tested near as much as we saw last week. They, they stayed the hell away from him. Hey, circle number 26, don't go at him. He's a ball hawk. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Why? Because he still found a way to get his hands on the ball. Now, if you were with us on Patreon last week, we did a special teams breakdown of the very first preseason game. And sure enough, guess who kept flashing? The entire time on special teams, number 26. I mean, it was incredible. 
Now, you don't get to see that a lot of time on the broadcast footage. And if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, holy cow, uh, we are hitting record numbers this month as people are jumping in. Every offensive snap, defensive snap, special team snap, broken down with me watching film just like I used to do with my teams where I would coach up the scheme and why this works and why this doesn't work. And, yeah, a win is a win. There we go. Um, <laughs> I, I love that tag, by the way. 2-0, 49ers, baby. 49ers cover the spread both times. I'm a degenerate. I bet on both games. 49ers cover the spread both times. Hashtag money. Uh, anyway, I bet like $5. It's preseason. Be careful. Um, but Samuel Womack, and again, breaking down all that film, he flashed nonstop on special teams last week, and it finally it showed again this week. Uh, Malik Turner, who is probably going to be the number six wide receiver, even though he had that, you know, huge personal, he's probably going to get fined for throwing a punch. He got that penalty early, but man, he played a good game and forced a fumble on the punt return and Samuel Womack jumped on top of it, which here's what's crazy. Samuel Womack has three forced turnovers in four, uh, five quarters of play. And he didn't even play the whole entire first game, but that's just, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid what he's been accomplished. Coach Cruz, man, thank you so much. He says, the content on Patreon is bussin' bussin'. I, I hope, I don't know if I said that right. I, I think I just aged myself. I do turn 40 in like two weeks, so I I, I probably can't say bussin' bussin'. Is that right? Is it bussin'? All right, anyway, as the kids say these days. Clayton, the man from behind the scenes who is much younger than I. Help, help me out with this term here, sir. I gotcha. So we got Coach Cruz here. He says the content on Patreon is bussin' bussin', <laughs> as the kids would say these days. And Coach Cruz, I couldn't agree more. That Packers breakdown was fantastic. We got a Vikings one coming out Appreciate here in the next couple of days. And we got the Texans to wrap it up on Thursday. It's a busy week, man. Clayton behind the scenes as always does also. It's funny. I was telling him his volume was too loud, and then he comes in, his volume was a little bit too low. But we're, we're, we're working on it, guys. We're getting there. I'm going to buy Clayton some equipment because he he's part of this team. He's part of this family for a long time. Uh, he's working behind the scenes on the comments. Um, and, and, yeah, it, this is a crazy week because Niners just played. It's Saturday. They play Thursday. And we're going to get all the film breakdowns done and stuff out before this next game. Um, and then it's cut down time. Now, if you remember, 49ers will have to cut five more players by Tuesday, this Tuesday upcoming. Uh, I'm going to tell you some of the players I think should be cut before we get out of here as well. And then next week, 27. 27 cuts, which is a whole lot, way too many. Um, and we're going to be doing our Patreon Zoom Hangout where we do our roster predictions. That's next Sunday, not tomorrow, next Sunday, 4.30. That's for Jerry Rice and Bill Walsh here. And if you haven't joined one of those, this is one of the funnest ones of the year because we always get to argue for our guys. And it's easy to say, oh, Jordan Mason should make the roster, and he should. But who should he make it over? How many running backs should you keep? How many wide receivers? What defensive ends? We're going to be going through all that, and it's always an absolute blast. So uh, that's Spencer Burford. Now, the, the last two starters that I want to talk about, get that flex up for Jordan Mason. I've been telling you guys, some of y'all didn't know. Y'all didn't believe me. I told y'all, Jordan Mason's the real deal. I keep telling y'all. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Now, I'll say this. Jordan Mason's not a lock currently to make this roster he has to overcome a lot should he yes doesn't mean he will does not mean he, he is not i would i'd be willing to say this if roster cutdowns were today jordan mason would not make the team and that bothers me but that's just you can't cut tdp you can't cut 
sermon yet maybe you could he he looked awful um he looks so bad um jeff wilson we haven't even seen and hasty has looked as good if not better than any of them um and not only did hasty score the touchdown on the option texas route which was awesome he had three or four different pass protection plays where he stepped up and just knocked the crap out of somebody so it's not even just Hasty's looked explosive and looked faster than everybody else, which he has. But it's also just the consistency. Pass catching, he's number one on the, the team. Maybe Jeff Wilson can compete with that. And then pass protection, he's doing a shot. I don't care how small he is. He's an East Texas boy. They're tough as hell, man. Uh, those people are crazy. He, his freaking high school mascot is the Lobos. They're freaking, yeah, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy. Uh, Tommy Hasty is probably my favorite running back on the team. Yeah, and I love that he's not returning kicks. I don't want to return kicks anymore. Um, anyway, now two more starters that played extremely well. Just again, answering questions. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into a thousand. With basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon. And this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com solidifying starting spots, Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford. Now it's easy to keep them together because they're guards. They're in there together. It's awesome, man. Um, they're, they're great. Aaron Banks had another solid performance was not as good as Spencer Burford's was not negative. Um, now it wasn't a bad game. He did give up a pressure that I saw at least once. Um, I hate the broadcast film because you just can't see the offensive line delineation between who's who and the stunts and all that stuff. We'll, we'll go through all that on Patreon, obviously. But um, Banks looked good. Didn't look great in the run game. 
Um, and that's he's not a mover. Burford's a mover. Uh, that dude moves. Whether it's lateral, whether it's you know north and south, whether it's pushing people around, he moves. He oh, what's up, Chris? He says, tell him about those East Texas boys. We're just built different. That's right, man. I lived out there in East Texas, uh, Henderson for a for a for a minute, for a long minute. Um, anyway, um, it's different out there. It's just different. I mean, I, I I don't know how else to say it. The food's delicious, by the way. But Banks look good, and it's just con- continuing to show what he does. Just solid guard play. That That's what he is. He's not an ace at anything. He's not a highlight reel. He's just so solid. Look at Burford. He's a highlight reel. I didn't see a lot of pancakes and things like that, but I saw some great movement and pass-off blocks and pass protection. I, I did not see one pressure from Burford. Now, we'll see what the you know comes out when we watch all the film. We'll go through that. But, again, you're just checkmarking. Now, the majority of players that we saw today for the 49ers – yeah, they're going to be backup roles, injuries, fill-ins, depth guys, you know, long drives, whatever else. But those four, Kinlaw, Womack, Banks, and Burford, those are key starters. It's freaking awesome, man. Um, and Poe was a stud today as well. David, you know, you look at lat- – and, and make no mistake, as soon as Poe went in, running game picked up. That, that's what Poe brings. However, however, quarterbacks start getting hit as well. Um, I like Jason Poe. And if you're just looking at running game, he might be good enough to be a starter. But the problem is he's got he needs so much time to figure out how to pass protect. He doesn't he looks lost on stunts. He can't pass off blocks very well between the center to the tackle. And like he's he just needs time. But whenever they can flash a ceiling like Jason Poe has, yeah, it's awesome. If you, you want to just look at those running plays, holy cow. It's like a he's like a Trent Williams mini me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's just as athletic, he's just as fast, he's just as strong. He just shrunk down a little bit, just shrunk down a little bit. Um, and again, remember Poe and Burford both went and spent the summer in Houston with Trent Williams. Um, so here we go. Uh Nee says, no way Purdy and Poe clear waivers, right? Purdy's gonna clear waivers, guys. Uh, <laughs> Brock Purdy's he's gonna clear waivers. That dude. All right, all right. Brock Purdy is the funniest player in the NFL to me. That dude is hilarious. And here's what I mean by that. Whenever he makes plays, it's awesome. But I chuckle the whole time. I'm like belly laughing whenever he's like making positive plays. He had that third and like 14 that he converted. Uh, Like he just made some good plays and it's awesome. But it's just, it's comical. And then he makes comically bad plays. Uh, the fumble, which I know people are like going to say, oh, he was offsides. I think that guy just timed the snap up right. But again, former D lineman here. Um, I, I I don't know. I like Purdy, but no, man, he, he he's clearing waivers. He's clear waivers. I'm not worried about, at all about Brock Purdy clearing waivers. Um, having said that, uh, Jason Poe is a little bit of a different story. Now, again, both undrafted free agents. So every team has passed over them at least seven times, right? Also, undersized. A lot of teams have baseline metrics for positional value. And so they won't touch corners that run, you know, uh, over a 4-6. They won't touch linebackers that are at least 6-2. They won't draft tackles without 34-inch wingspan. You see Poe next to other people, you just go, eh, he doesn't fit. And then the play happens, you're like, oh, look at this little Wolverine. Okay. Um, so Poe might clear, 
I don't see him making this roster right now. I, I just don't see it, especially, and this is, this is probably one of the biggest caveats or developments this whole day. Colton McKivitz, they gave him the stud treatment and told him, even though you're healthy, don't dress. Which tells me Colton McKivitz is not only probably the swing tackle, but he's going to be making this roster almost almost a lock. So, which is crazy because I think Colton McKivitz's best spot is guard. Daniel Brunskill, best spot is guard. Uh, maybe not guard. I don't know. Brunskill might not have a best spot, but he, he's a good backup, right? Um, Nick Sakil, who, what happened to him today? He was out there for two series, and then he got replaced by Donovan West at guard, who's been playing center. Uh, so there's some issues inside. Um, but again, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think Poe makes this roster right now. Um, he needs to develop, right? I, I'm right here. True Funk 317. Very well said. He says Poe should clear and develop next year. That's the idea. If Poe is claimed by somebody else, I think that's one of the ones you shrug your shoulder with. Nick Zakel will get claimed by somebody else. I believe. I mean, that dude was a fifth-round pick. Anyway, uh, Kim, what's up, brother? Uh, from He says, brutal game to watch at 4 a.m. in Denmark. That is the definition of faithful my friend, that is absolutely incredible. Look at Nick. Uh, yeah, good friend right here, man. I love it. Now, a couple things as we continue to get into some more stuff. This one's probably a big news item. Um, you know, we've got our 49ers rush road trip, which Clayton, if you could throw that up there. Um, in Denver, we were planning on having Frank Gore out. The news came out with Frank Gore and what was going on. We reached out to his people and we all decided, you know what? This isn't the best time for this. So that has been changed. However, we're not just going to stop there. We wanted to replace, and I wanted to come forward with news first. And so here we go. My Patreon members, they already know. But we have replaced Frank Gore in Denver for the 49ers Rush Road Trip with none other than legend himself, Navarro Bowman, um, which Bowman doesn't come out often. And so if you are making your way to the Denver game, which is a Monday night football game, we are, I'm sorry, I think it's a Sunday night football game, not Monday night. Apologies. Um, we, the night before at Tivoli Brewing Tap House um, in Denver, right by the stadium, we're going to have Navarro Bowman out. So if you're one of those people that already bought tickets for um, Frank Gore, your tickets transfer automatically. All that's there. If you're one of those people that's just like, you know what, um, I'd like to maybe get a refund, whatever, go ahead and reach out to me. We'll figure this out. We're going to make it right. But hang out with the legend himself, Navarro Bowman. And if you buy a ticket, it costs 10 bucks to get in. Then you can buy um, an autograph with him. Or you can just get 10 bucks, get in, hang out with Navarro Bowman and the faithful in Denver. That's what's going to be going on. So that's the Denver news. And again, just real quick, let's just knock this out. Uh, we do have our location in Chicago for week one. We're going to be right next to Wrigley. So the Giants and Cubs play, and whenever they're done, we're partying right across the street at the NOLA Bar and Kitchen in Chicago. Go get your tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And then the following day, we got our tailgate set up right on the lake, uh, which is going to be awesome at the Adler Lot. Un unlimited beers, brats, 30 bucks for all that. Uh, I'm not going to make money on that. Uh, that's okay. It's going to be an absolute blast because that's what we're about. So 49ersRushRoadTrip.com and we've got other events set up later on in the year, but I don't want to keep going on those. But yeah, uh, we, we've got you covered. So if you're going to any away game at all this year, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com go there first. You got it. I, I used to travel to games by myself and like I've got a weird personality. 
And so I can just walk up to people and say, hey, what's up? Frank Gore's awesome or whatever. And like conversations happen. But uh, for those of you that do travel by yourself, man, you're not traveling by yourself. You're traveling with us. And we have a network to where we will connect you with people that fit your personality. And trust me, you're going to have a good time. A lot of people that I've met, you know, in, in doing this, I consider friends. I text Nick all the freaking time. Uh, we met on one of these rush road trips. And he, I consider him one of my best friends now. He's just such a good class act dude. And we kind of attract people. Uh, let's be honest. I'm going to humble brag here. We don't – the douchebags and all that stuff don't come to our parties. They don't listen to this podcast because we do not fit their needs. And that's okay. James, what's up, man? Speaking of, um, James going to be in Denver. I'm excited to hang out, my friend. Um, so anyway. It's a positive community, and it's a and, and again, all of our events. Guess what? We do it so it's family friendly. We're not out freaking trying to get all crazy and whatever else. Yeah, there's drinks and all that stuff, but we want to build community and we want to build experiences. What are we about? Creating the best fan experience. How do you do that? Meet people that you care about and they care about you and shared experiences. That's what we do. Uh, so anyway, sorry about that. I'll get off my uh, high horse there. Uh, now let's get back to this game. I got to talk. I'm going to eat some crow here, and I, I don't mind. I love eating crow. I have been the biggest. I, one of the worst. Oh, what's up, Raymond? Uh, you put that back up there. Oh, what's up, man? He says, I met John and Nick in Philly and won two jerseys. I remember that, Raymond. You freaking crushed it. Uh, yeah, our giveaways are legit. And we're, in, we're introducing a bunch of new stuff this year, which we started at the Hall of Fame and Draft Night Out. Competitions at our uh, events. I don't know if you've ever seen like Mr. Beast. Probably everybody has, but we're doing competitions like that. Um, so anyway, I've got something in store for Chicago, which is going to be quite memorable, uh, which is free to enter. Uh, if, you know, if you, if you come in and buy your ticket, everything's free, you get everything, uh, t-shirts, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, one of my least favorite moments, probably as a 49ers fan was at the Nashville draft. Whenever I was right in front of the stage, waited several hours, and I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome, fourth-round pick, because I love day three picks. And they picked a punter, Mitch Wisnowski. Um, and it, I was just like, what the hell, man? This is ridiculous. There were so many studs left on the board, but whatever. Mitch, I, he, he has a bit good. Okay, I'll be really, really honest. He's had some moments. Consistency, it's been awful. He has had an incredible two games of the preseason. Not good. Not great. I mean, incredible consistency has never been his thing but he has consistently been great through two games it's a small sample size but i love what i'm seeing you know his first punt you know bounced out of bounds at the 15 incredible another nice punt later which we, he boomed it and that was where we got the uh, fumble recovery by samuel womack and then he downed one of his punts inside the one if the 49ers, and this is why I think it's so big, okay? One, I, my apologies to Mitch. Prove me wrong. I, I want to be wrong. It's a contract year. Usually players step up at that moment. But more importantly than that, full team football. The 49ers have committed more this year to special teams than ever before. Brought in Brian Snyder, who used to be with the Seahawks for over a decade, all those different things. And Roy, right here, I'm not a Mitch fan. His ball placement today was aces. That's right, aces. What's up, Billy Bob Thornton? Uh, Fargo, anybody get that reference? No, that's okay. Season one, go watch it. Some of the best TV ever made. But if the defense 
can start dealing with longer fields, that gives them a buffer. If the offense can start dealing with shorter fields, that gives them that helps Trey Lance out, right? It's everything working together. We already know the 49ers have a top five defense. We already know there's incredible offensive weapons um, just everywhere on this roster. Offensive line, there's some question marks. But you've got a young quarterback stepping in. He's got tools. Make it easier. Complimentary football, right? We want a short field when we're on offense. We want them to have a long field when we're on defense. And seeing Mitch be consistent, that's gigantic. It's huge. It's huge. And so I know everybody's like, oh, come on. We're talking about a punter. It matters. It freaking matters. And on top of that, Robbie Gold seems like he's in postseason form, right? 15 of 15 in the postseason, never missed. Dude hit a 49 and a 46-yarder. Um, oh, what's up, Debbie? Uh, she's incredible. She was live on Facebook. And so, uh, Debbie, can you throw your channel up in this chat so we can highlight that? Uh, anybody that's positive and supports the community and provides for the community, we want to put your content out there. And Debbie is that to a T. One, she's just absolute sweetheart. Um, but, uh, yeah, just want to say thank you, Debbie, for all you do. She reached out to me. I've got this crazy setup over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Miss Debbie, let's go. King Kong Kinlaw. I, I love it. Now, all right, injuries, nothing major. So, again, more positivity that we could talk about because you were able to get through without any of the key players getting injured. Austin Mack left with a hamstring. Good gosh, so many hamstrings. Um, this rough for him because he was on my cut list last week. I think Austin Mack is gone. I think he's one of the five, unfortunately, undrafted free agent. Um, anyway, so I, I think he's probably one of those. Ambry Thomas, he had knee issues during joint practice. I think they were planning on him working out, and then he uh, they decided just to hold him back as a last-minute switch. And Nick's a kill. I don't know. So it, maybe the, the press conference will find some more out about that. Why was he out there for you know one and a half series, then gone? We'll just have to see. Um, that's going to be rough there. And right here, I want to talk about this. Leonardo, he says, I can see Seahawks poaching our players after the cuts. 49ers already had two players perched, poached on our first five cuts. And so it's just like, yeah, it's it's going to be bad, guys. Th this is not going to be, let's uh, see who we could slip past waivers. You got to make the cuts. But you got to be smart about it. Um, and so that's that's going to be that's going to be tough. You know, we we had players get poached last year for sure, the last few years. And yeah, Rich, Seahawks always won our leftovers. I'm with you there. Their team's really bad. Uh, their team's not good. It's it's a really bad team. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. Now, I one thing I did want to highlight was just turnovers. Not only interceptions, last year, okay, if you look at the entire 2021 year, all 17 games, 49ers only had nine interceptions in 17 games. Four, 49ers have five interceptions in two preseason games. Now, they're preseason games. I get it. And shout out to Taylor Hawkins, undrafted free agent back there. Got one late in the game. Uh, he got one. Um, you know, if you look at... Every single person that's actually got an interception, this is off the top of my head, I could be wrong. None of them were on the 49ers last year. Uh, Marcelino Ball got one. You had Samuel Womack got two. Uh, who got one early in the game? George Odom got George one. Odom, yeah. Which was awesome. I, I mean, incredible return and all those things. And a uh, big reason why that interception happened, haven't even talked about him. This is freaking Drake Jackson. 
Uh, pick City, I love it, Philip. I love it. And so the fact that you had nine interceptions in 17 games, now you got five and two, but you're playing Kellen Mond, right? And you're playing Jordan Love, two of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I understand that. Context is important. Speaking of context, I want to give a shout-out to my man, Phil Sims, uh, the old Shanahan roommate. Do y'all remember when he put out his draft rankings and had Kellen Mond listed ahead of not only Trey Lance, but also Justin Fields? How hilarious is that? Kellen Mond is the worst quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. If he's not the worst, it's him or Blaine Gabbert. Like, that's it. Those are the two, like, whatever. Like, how do you stay? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't want to go down that path. But just how funny it's been since a year. Um. Anyway, he's so bad. Kellen Mond's really, really bad. You, you can see the offense would pick up and start moving for the Vikings as soon as Mannion went in. Um. And a lot of it was just syncing with our backups and all those things. But, yeah, it, it's rough. Debbie says this. Other teams know we have quality players. They're just going to take them. Uh, sad, but y'all know it's true. Yeah, it, it's rough. And, you know, you fall in love with these players, and that's a great thing. Oh, we just got a, a big touchdown in the Cowboys game. There you go. Forget the Cowboys. Hate those guys. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just part of the, the process. If, keep following those players. Shanahan loyalty program is real, and a lot of those players will return uh, if you just continue to follow the 49ers. Melissa, she says there were a lot of drop passes. Yes, there were. Um, a whole lot. Offense was ugly early, man. It, it was just really, really bad. Juwan Jennings, yikes. John Jenny's been on a, a very interesting kind of tear because he comes out and had the best offseason and best minicamp, you know, OTAs. That's what Shanahan said, even over Ayuk. Then you get in the preseason, he just disappeared. Uh, struggled a little bit, had had a few nagging injuries. He's playing, he should have been off today, but he was out there struggling. Um, I, very, I, I don't know, man. I'm curious to see how he's going to respond. I didn't like it. Uh, Tanner Hudson, wide open, who Tanner Hudson had back-to-back -back really, really good games for the 49ers, but he dropped like a wide open third down, would have been like 20-plus yards, and he's got really good hands. Danny Gray, um, wide open across the middle on third down, he had a drop. You had Trey Sermon had a drop. Like, there were just drops, drops all over the place. And it's not like Nate Sudfeld or Brock Purdy throw a difficult ball. Neither one of them really do that. So, uh, yeah, it's rough. Uh, it, I, that's a problem. Oh, what's up, Niner Sickness? I love it. Love his show. Go check out his show if you haven't yet. Uh, he says, hello, faithful, the champ, John Chapman, uh, my go-to guy for football breakdowns. Thank you, my friend. I uh, really do appreciate that. And as soon as that film comes out, usually it takes two days to get from uh, the guy that gets it for me, the, the scout that gets it for me. Um, we'll get those up on Patreon. This is going to be a busy week. So I'm going to be, uh, once film shows up, I'm just letting y'all know, boom, boom, boom. It's, it's going to be flying out this week. So we, we got you. We got you full. And Melissa, man, Melissa read my mind. She knows what she's talking about. Juwan Jennings is reminding me a lot of Brandon Ayuk offseason from last year. Just something fishy going on there. It is a difficult transition being a pro. You got to remember, rookies spend their first offseason preparing for the draft and the combine and interviews and all those things. Second offseason, there's no training wheels. Now, I will say this. Juwan Jennings has handled the offseason. Seems like much better. But, yeah, there's some players are just slow starters. Like, they don't hit 
their football peak till midway through the season. You look at Juwan Jennings last year, Muhammad Sanu started the first seven games. Then he got injured. That gave opportunity for Juwan Jennings. And this is his third year, too. Uh, again, I, 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 I may have misspoke earlier. Juwan Jennings was drafted previous year, cut, injuries. Then last year was his second year. This is his third year. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it's it's difficult. Ambry Thomas, another guy, just starts slow. Just starts really slow. We saw what he did at the end of last year. He was awful at the start of the year. So yeah, it's interesting. That's that's a rough. That's a very very good point. Some other players that I thought bothered me, especially on offense, Jordan Mills, who you know I was clamoring. I'd rather him be the swing tackle. He got blew up several times. Really, really bad game. He almost had all the snaps at right tackle. He was really, really bad. Keaton Sutherland, not good. Uh, he played backup center, gave up a huge sack on third down. Just didn't look good. Dwelly looked good. Two false starts. Um, just inconsistent. Love seeing him at fullback though, providing, you know, proving that versatility. I like that. But penalties were off a long game. They, they were off everywhere. Uh, personal fouls, you know, just uh, – it was just bad. There were lots – I think Hassan Ridgeway got called for a defensive holding. There were just issues. Um, Debbie, yeah, and the penalties. Now that has to stop. Shanahan has always been one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. Part of that is because of all the motions and timing. So that just makes everything more complex. But, yeah, that, that's an issue. And, again – Young quarterback, Trey Lance stepping in. You got to be smart. You got to be smart with that. And it is difficult because, you know, false starts happen. Quarterbacks have different cadences, and you're swapping drives. That's another thing that's rough because you go from Sudfield to Purdy, back to Sudfield to Purdy. Everybody has their different cadence. And so you start memorizing that cadence, and then it shifts on you. It happens, and it's just, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you're just like, all right, we're never going to do this in a game, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's an issue. It, it is an issue. Um, now, let's talk Let's talk running backs. Not a good day for running backs. Trey Sermon, we have to provide context here because I don't want to be unfair to him and kind of where his his place is. He almost didn't play today. He, he, his ankle got stepped on or something and was seen hobbling off the field. You know, the last practice of the week. Almost didn't go. They, they were going to let him test it out. Test it out. He pushes through it. So you have to give him credit. Playing tough, you know, definitely not 100%, but he went out there. You know what? He could have just been a Keller Witherspoon been like, you know what? I'm out. Uh, he didn't do that. He's fighting for a spot. Now, the, the issue is that's great. And appreciate, you know, you fighting through that. It's a it's a double-edged sword. He looked awful. He he didn't look he didn't look bad. He looked awful. He 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 looked terrible, in fact. And so terrible that whoever the other running back that got a carry, whether it was TDP, Hasty, and damn for sure, Jordan Mason, it just makes Sermon look so bad in retrospect. He looked awful, indecisive, slow, no burst, always bouncing outside. Just bad. Now, Ty Davis Price wasn't amazing, at least not consistent. That fourth and one, yeah, tried to bounce it outside. Can't do that. Like, you're a big dude. You got to just lower your head. The only one that did that was, guess who? Jordan Mason. And freaking third and two, no hole. 
freaking play behind your pads, not under them, drive forward, fight for those two yards. The only one that I saw I saw big boy running style from, it was Jordan Mason. Uh, Leonardo, it would suck to see a third-round pick go to waste. Well, you're right. And at some point, you just got to, you know, it, it's you just got to move on. It's the law of sunken costs. And I know we all want to say, like, oh, but we traded up for the third round and blah, blah. At some point, you got to move on. Right now, if I was making the roster decision, I'm still keeping Trey Sermon right now. But I'm telling him, you prove who you are this next week. You're starting one more time. And unless you impress me, you're off this team. We're moving on. You like, And maybe those are conversations that are happening. But, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. If I'm doing my... If I'm doing my depth chart rankings, this is John Chapman's depth chart rankings right here. I'm going Elijah Mitchell, clear number one. I'm going TDP two. I'm going Hasty three. And I'm going Jordan Mason four. And I, I'm moving on from Trey Sermon and Jeff Wilson. Now, I'm not saying that's what the Niners are going to do. I'm telling you that's what I would do. Now, they love Jeff Wilson. I get that. And he's probably going to be on this roster. But if, if I'm telling you what I see... That's what I'm doing um, right here. I'm nobody you need to know. Mason isn't going to make the team, and some other team is going to be laughing at the stupidity if they grab him. He's flashing, man. Gosh, that's going to bother me. Everybody loves Shanahan running backs, right? Everybody loves them. Gosh, man, I would hate to keep – I would hate to keep – I would hate to let him go and keep Jeff Wilson and Trey Sermon. That would bother me. I don't think any fan thinks – Trey Sermon and Jeff Wilson are better than Jordan Mason. I don't think anybody believes that. Now, there's still another week of practice, and there's another game. And I've been saying for the longest time, and this applies to the 49ers more than most teams because of all the depth. Usually these issues solve themselves. Go back to all the 49ers running back injuries that we've had. Literally, Jeff Wilson got hurt getting up out of a chair. I think we lost five running backs last year. Go back to 2017. Alfred Morris off the street started week one for the 49ers in Kyle Shanahan's first game. Usually these problems solve themselves through injuries and just whatever. We've been lucky not to have those. So it's a, it's a different dilemma. We still got another week of practice. We still got another game. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Now, and here we go. Let me say this. I wouldn't be shocked if all of the running backs are healthy. If he, if Kyle Shanahan does one of his sneaky roster moves and says, you know what? Jordan Mason actually tweaked his ankle. It's a high ankle sprain. We're going to put him on IR and we're going to, it's sad. We wanted to see him, but we're going to put him on IR and that's going to end his season. And you just stash him. You just stash him. You know, it's just, uh, your ankle hurts, right, Jordan Mason? No, coach, it's fine. No, no, no. Your ankle hurts, right, Jordan? I guess, like, right? Because if you are a running back, you want to be on this whole scheme. You want to be a part of it. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a, throw it up in the chat if you. Okay, this is what I want you to put in the chat. Which two running backs should be cut? That's the question. It's easy to say we should keep. Who should be cut? Which two running backs should be cut? Clayton, if you jump in, I'm about to cough real quick. I don't want to cough on this live show. Can you, as these uh, results come in, can you kind of just update those? Sorry, I got to get a drink of water real quick. I apologize. Yeah. About that. No, absolutely. And, John, I'm in agreement. 
I think the undrafted running backs from the last couple of years, Hasty and Mason in particular, they're popping big time. I just, I don't know how you could beat them out. And I mean, we're seeing it here in the comments. Wilson and Sermon. Wow. Uh, Sermon yeah. did not cut. Too hard to choose, says Debbie. Uh, Sermon it's... and Wilson. Sermon. Hasty and Sermon. So seeing kind of a common thread here, John. You know, and that's the thing. It's so easy to say, oh, we should keep Jordan Mason. And I'm I'm champion of that fan club. But it's kind of difficult whenever you look at what you have to get rid of. And that's what's difficult. Yeah, Sermon Wilson on IR, that's one that could happen. Oh, man. I, but he's so old. He's not old. Actually, we have a very young running back group. I don't know. I don't know. Now, let's transition. As those keep coming in, will you keep throwing them up uh, on the screen for me, please, Clayton? Right now, you can get 20% off your PFF subscription if you use the code PFF20. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, fantasy football rankings and projections, data and grades from the entire 2021 season and upcoming 2022 season, and much more. Support PFF and use promo code PFF20 for 20% off your PFF subscription. We got to talk about Drake Jackson. Golly, you know, he's getting all these reps. And you look at what Drake Jackson, you drafted him in the second round, almost had that interception, which was a freak play. Uh, several pressures. He was all over the place. And probably my favorite thing seeing about Drake, how solid he was in the run game. He was positive in the run game. And I think that's awesome. And I love seeing what Drake brought. Jordan Willis, who had a bad week last week, he came, he was on fire, especially early. Back-to-back pressures on the first drive. Um, just looked really, really good. Charles Minihue, he stepped in, lost contain a couple times. That that was key. Um, Charles Minihue, I'm a big fan of. But he had a nice stop on the second drive, almost a tackle for loss. Him and Burks, uh, I want to watch the film. Oren Burks didn't have near as good as a game as he did week one. But when they were stacked, they didn't work well together in sync. Uh, meaning, Charles Amini, who's the defensive end, who has outside containing the run game, it's going to be easy whenever I show this on film on Patreon. But when they would bounce outside, if he was sluggish in the middle, Oren Burks, who was stacked the linebacker on top of him, has to replace outside. That's a gap exchange. I didn't see it. They, they both kept messing each other up a little bit. So that's a little bit of a sinking issue, maybe. Um, kind of what you want to see there. Tarvarius Moore, he responded well, played very, very well in the run game, um, which I really, really liked. Demo, finally. Diamador Lador, finally getting snaps in the slot. Thank you, um, which I love. He's the best tackling secondary member the 49ers have. He, just, he didn't miss one tackle last year. It had a couple big hits. But... Uh, we didn't see him really get tested too much, but it's nice to see they're moving him around. You know what I mean? I, I think that's important. And so I, I really, really did like that. And overall, I, I really did think that it was a positive, very positive defensively. The depth, gosh, it just kept showing out. Safeties played well. Odom played well. Tarverius Moore played well. Outside corners, Tariq Castro Field showed some stuff. It was fun seeing Demo play in the slot. I don't know why they wait so long to play players where they're supposed to go. I don't know, man. It bothers me. That's okay. Uh, let's see here. Melissa says, if McGlinchey does not miss week one or isn't up to snuff, um, who would be your choice to play right tackle? Colton McKivitz. 
be Colton McKivitz or Jalen Moore. Now, Jalen Moore has been battling an injury, and so that's a rough one right there. But, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, my pecking order for tackle changed after today because I had Jordan Mills up high because I felt he was the best pass protector, worst run blocker. And you go back and watch that fourth and one that got stuffed, yeah, he got blown up. I, I know we all want to talk about the running back and Trey Sermon or TDP, like, bouncing it. Jordan Mills, he couldn't cut it. Um against backups now he's got the most experience on the squad at right tackle uh but i would say colton mckivich jalen moore then uh mills uh, school had a decent game much better than he did last week i gotta wait i gotta wait and see the film there i, I wasn't paying attention to school too much i was watching burford 74 right guard uh that was my pre-snap read right where i was focusing my eyes at um that he Burford looked good. School. I'm gonna have to wait and see. I don't. I want to put out there my preconceived notions. I, I want to validate it on the film. So uh, pending on Justin School. But before this game, I was ready to cut School. Like ah, he was bad. But maybe he just needs to be on the left side. Maybe right side's just not for him. Leonardo. He says I'm hoping Danny Gray turns into one of the guys. It would be nice to have a Tyreek Hill on this team. Man, my favorite thing about Danny Gray this week. Speed showed, okay, there's there's no doubt about that, but that's not how he won. He won on slants, drag routes, uh, even ran an out route, you know, that was awesome. Like, the speed's always going to be there, and that's his card. But you have to get the nuance as a route runner that can show I can win several ways. I, I'm not a one-trick pony. I ah, played for SMU fighting ponies. Uh, I'm not a one-trick pony. I can win other ways. I saw that today because even though, you know, he's played with Brock Purdy who has no arm, he's still got that one nice deep ball that he caught out of bounds. Back-to-back -back weeks, Danny Gray made incredible catches, just barely out of bounds. And part of it's just learning the, the, the cadence of NFL corners and how they wall you into the defense, wall you into the sidelines. He's just got to figure that out. But, yeah, Emmanuel, he says, Teddy Gray is coming for Jennings' spot. You're not wrong. Now, I think Ray-Ray McLeod would be the first one to get that. Shanahan hates rookie wide receivers. But he's going to get snaps. Remember, when Ayuk and Debo came off the field last year, it was Travis Benjamin and Trent Sherfield coming in. This year, and also, this is another new development, Juwan Jennings taking outside snaps, not just slot snaps. So, now, instead of Trent Sherfield and freaking Travis Benjamin, you got Danny Gray, Ray Ray McLeod, and Juwan Jennings in no particular order. But all of them are learning all the spots. Even Danny Gray said, no, I'm learning all three spots. So that that's huge because you can keep that speed outside, but he can also jump in the slot a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, no. An ex-teacher cutting school. Look at that. Look at that, Roy. Uh, you deserve an award, my friend. That is incredible. That well said. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and it's been a it's been a great week. You know, this is school started. Um, you know, I talked to one of my good teacher friends today, just seeing how it's going. Um, it's been fun being where I am. Um, you know, getting things ready for the community and bringing people together and breaking down film and actually spending time with my family. I got to go to my son's football game. He had his very first high school game. He's a freshman. Um, and just watch and be a dad this week, which was awesome. 
And so I have to take a moment just to say thank you guys and girls for all the support because who the hell what, – what, I don't even know what this is, man. I'm, I'm talking into a computer about 40 hours football, and it's a beautiful thing. But without your support on Patreon and subscribing to this channel and you know all those different things, I don't get to do those things. So I, I'm very thankful, and it's it's freaking awesome. So thank you guys for all of the continued support. And if you haven't supported yet, and, and let's say financially you can't support, that's okay. Turn on the notification bell on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us. Uh, down, download our stuff on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen there, that supports the show. And so it's it's the little things. But I, I do I'd be remiss. Like this is the first week, got a little emotional. Uh, miss my students, all those things. Like I, I'm going to go to a couple sporting events in my old school, uh, just so I can say what's up. But like I don't know. This is cool, and I, I'm very happy with the decision that we made for our family. And again, just want to say thank you to you guys. And we've got so much content coming out this week. So I am super, super excited about this. Leonardo. Now a couple quick questions before we jump out of here today. Leonardo says, is there a guy you're hoping gets cut that we could snatch up? That's not the way Shanahan does things. Um, he is a, he's, he's, it's his guy, unless it's somebody that used to play for Shanahan, but no, I I'm not, I'm not paying attention to the waiver wire. That's what the Rams are doing right now. Um, which again, we're talking injuries. They lost a starting guard today for the season, which is awful. I freaking hate it, but like Rams are already claiming players on waivers on the first round of cuts. And they're about to do so again because they just don't have the depth. That's not who the 49ers are. <laughs> what, what's the Walter white one. I'm the one who knocks like, right? Like that's who we are. Uh, they're scraps. They're hyenas. You get our scraps. That's what it is. Uh, the 49ers, they are the one who knocks, right? So I, th I think that's kind of where it is. So I'm not paying attention too much to the waiver wire. We'll see. Maybe something could flash, but I doubt it. Um, Mr. Sanders, my friend, he says, do you think Sudfeld is the Jimmy G of the new Niners? I mean that in a positive way. Sudfeld has a much stronger arm um, than Jimmy G. But, man, I was – Sudfeld, he looked pretty dang good. He didn't look great, but Sudfeld was a major question mark for me heading into the season. He, he continues to solidify. Again, what is a backup quarterback? Do I feel like, am I going to be betting the 49ers covering spread, winning outright and stuff, and Nate Sudfeld starting a game? No. But hope isn't lost, right? That's what you want with a backup quarterback. Can they step in and go 500 over the course of four games? That's all you're asking for. And Sudfield, I'm sorry, he made some nice reads. There, were a couple, there was one play, probably my favorite Sudfield play. He looked to the left, pump faked, Switched his feet, looked to the right. It was an empty set. Usually in empty sets, it's a, it's a, it's a, you, you split the field down the middle and you read left field or you read right field because it's different combinations. But that was a vet move. Looked to the left in an empty set, went to throw it, hesitated, switched his feet perfectly, went to the right side, hit the open wide receiver. He has a very good understanding of this offense and scheme. He's been with, been there two years. I have a lot more confidence in Nate Sudfeld. A lot more confidence. Sneed, uh, 40 hours faithful forever. What's up, Josh? Uh, he says, Sneed seems like he could come in handy. He looks, how do I say this? He knows what's up. You can tell he's savvy. You can tell he's experienced. You can tell he's got like uh, <laughs> old man strength, right? Like, like, that's, like that's what I saw. He didn't look fast, but he's never really been fast. That's never really been his, his winning thing 
Um, I mean, he's a player. So I don't know. I, I think Snead could be a practice squad candidate, even though he's a vet. Somebody that's just, you know, could sit there and just in case you could put him in, but I don't think he's a game breaker. I don't think he's a long-term option. I think he is a bandage, right? Like he's duct tape on a sinking boat. Meaning if you get back-to-back entries at the wide receiver position, then I think you can jump up. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Clayton says this, a half step slow felt like he was moving through jello. Yeah, well said, man. Um, and, and I got to say shout out to Clayton, man. Clayton, can you jump in here, man? I, I know that you, oh, he just, he clicked the wrong button. Uh, he'll come back. But uh, got to say thank you to Clayton. He's been helping these shows go much smoother so that I can process through this. So Clayton, I just want to say thank you to you. I know you got some notes, man. Were there a couple things that stood out that we didn't touch that you want to jump in on uh, about today's game? Yeah, John, I I really think, you know, gosh, we've almost been here for an hour and we've had such a great time. I'm going to start talking a little bit louder now. (laughs) Something I never thought I would say uh, while on the air. But John, I think we pretty much hit everything. I was uh, just, you know, mostly I I was impressed as to how the team came out in the second half, it just clearly, like, you know, they probably got yelled at a little bit in the locker room. Hey, guys, you got to clean some stuff up. I thought they came out. They looked way better in the second half. Shot oh, Jay. Oh, my God. Yeah, Shot Jay's the man. man. I love it. My man. <laughs> I love it, man. So, and, and and so, like, I don't know. This is awesome. I wanted to say thank you to you. I want to say thank you to our executive producers that make this show happen. James Willick, who we saw in the chat earlier. 49er George. Uh, 365. He is awesome. We've got a lot of content, guys. Um, go support other content creators. I know there's some other great ones out there. Go check them all out. But that's going to do it for us today. We got a bunch of stuff coming your way, so stay tuned. And as always, I think it's going to be easy to do today. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.